Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Colin Carter Podcast, live in studio in Salt Lake City in the shadows of Mount Hipponogos. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast, which I just found out is now ranked number two in parenting in Canada. Woo! Shout out to all my friends in Lethbridge. Uh, so excited to bring to you more content information on raising kids in this crazy world they're growing up in. This cup, this podcast is uh, produced by my amazing 12-year-old daughter, Quincy. What's up? Anyways, so happy to be here today. Uh, it is July, and uh, just in case you're wondering, uh, I will be speaking at the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, the NCOSE, NCOSE and their annual summit, which of course will be all virtual. So look that up on their website for the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. Uh, I'm sharing a little bit about technology, smartphones, social media, how groomers and sexual exploiters are going after your kids. I know a lot of you don't want to hear this, but you need to hear it because it's happening. Got a message a couple days ago I shared on my Instagram from a dad who said, it happened to me. I'm a teacher and a dad. I'm a teacher. And my nine-year-old daughter who had a who has a smartphone, it happened. We never thought it would, but it did. He didn't go into more detail, but what he was talking about is what happens when you give your daughters smartphones and apps like Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat, where obviously she was hit up by someone for nude photos. And so that's where it starts and they get groomed and then it goes from there. Uh, so if you can check that out, uh, I'll be sharing on my Instagram account sometime this week, uh, maybe like a flyer or something like that. So you can sign up and I believe it's all free too. Uh, there's one thing you can pay for, for the NCOSE. Um, so you can like actually download all the videos if you want and save them. And there's over a hundred different speakers. There's going to be some amazing people on there. So check it out. Uh, anyways, uh, welcome to the Colin Carter podcast. And this is episode, I think two of me interviewing parents with their teenagers. I figured out a long time ago that there's so many amazing teenagers out there who obviously have incredible parents and they're all hiding what they're doing that's working. Why aren't they telling us? And so I reached out to a bunch and said, hey, would you come on the podcast? Let me interview you and your amazing teenager. And let's see if you can share with us what works for you. What doesn't work? Let's hear from the dad and from their teenage daughter or son. Uh, as this world drives us more uh, into disconnecting with our kids and disconnecting as a family, I feel like we got to get back to the basics of real connection with our kids. Uh, I'm a dad. I've got four kids. Uh, that I know of and uh, finding it more and more important today when everything in life, especially as a dad, is pulling you in the wrong direction, I feel. Pulling you into this feeling of collecting things and 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 growing businesses, which is awesome, but like spending time in places that really maybe our focus is not in the right spot. Um, we're talking about life right now during a virus and a pandemic and chaos where I think it's been a good pause for so many parents to kind of reevaluate. A lot of parents have been forced to spend time with their kids and they're looking at their kids like, wait a second, like, aren't you supposed to be in soccer, dance and piano today? Like, I don't, what's your name? Like, I don't, wait, we got to spend time? What, what do we do? This is weird. You have green eyes? I have no idea. Uh, it's not that bad. Uh, but spending more of our focus, focusing our time on family and on being together and the fact that that doesn't need to cost a lot of money, that the kids really don't care what the experience is, that, that it's all about the time spent. And so I've been reaching out to some people I know, friends of mine, people that I've met as I travel and speak around the country, uh, and people that I really, really respect 
to, to see if they'd come on and grab one of their awesome kids and then have a conversation with the three of us. And so uh, as weird as it sounds, I've realized as I, before we started the podcast, like we're in the coronavirus and I'm talking to my friends who live in Corona, California, like talking about, this is inception. This is mind blow. And so uh, I have, I have on uh, my podcast today. So excited about my guest, uh, Chad Willardson, uh, who's an amazing dad and his oldest daughter, who's going to be 16 in November McKinley. What's up guys. How are you guys? Uh, welcome hey. to the show. We're excited. Yeah. I can see you and you guys look so happy and so tan, but that's, that's Southern California. Uh, we have to, we have to pay money and go places and have robot machines spray us with ink to look as oh. good as you guys do. Oh. And it costs that's a little much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a total waste of time. And then you shower and it just melts off you. Well, anyways, thank you so much for joining today. So uh, let's kick this off. Um, tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, Willardson family, you guys and Crone out there. I met you guys, you, uh, Chad had me actually, he's the one who got me out to come out and spoke at some of the, some amazing high schools, and middle schools out there. And then we did this cool parent night at this, uh, amazing facility it was so totally packed. And, uh, and Chad was the reason I got out there. Uh, but introduce yourselves, Willardson, let's go. Chad, talk about yourself and, and, uh, McKinley, let's hear about you. Yeah, so uh, really, really honored to be on this podcast, Colin. It's number two, but it, it's it's probably going to be number one on all sorts, not just Canada. After this, it I will. Picture, I picture branching out to Mexico and uh, China, Africa. Trinidad and Tobago, maybe Dubai. Absolutely. No reason why this isn't the number one <laughs> podcast in the Caribbean right now. So we'll have to look into that. Um, so, yeah, my name is Chad. I... I uh, you know, I'm a father of five, happily married almost 20 years now, born and raised in Southern California. Um, I, I couldn't say more than how great it was to have you come out to Southern California and speak at the schools and have the parent night. The impact is still, I still talk to all the principals and they even talk about the, the impact. Of, there's no eight second hugs going on right now, but hopefully yeah. sooner rather than Eight here, second, but, uh, awkward elbow bumps. Yeah, yeah, eight second <laughs> elbow bumps. But uh, my my business, one of my businesses is financial management for entrepreneurs, and so I deal a lot with families and their goals and what they're trying to accomplish. So when you talk about kind of the money side, my my whole purpose is to help people enjoy life by removing their stress about money. And so when we talk about creating experiences with your family, you know that's really what it's all about can't take any of this with me and so any chance i have to to share a little bit of insight and maybe some hope for dads and moms out there who feel the pressure to just buy stuff and to have their kids getting all the latest and greatest tech and keeping up with the joneses and all that yeah. stuff you know i'm all about that that uh, movement to to let kids be kids and i think that's one of the things we'll talk about today Absolutely. So we've got five kids, ages four to fifteen, and McKinley's our oldest. She's pretty much a perfect child. If you could design a perfect child, that's McKinley. So wow, perfect child. We got a the studio audience was very excited about that. Yeah, they're excited about that. <laughs> so I, she won't tell you this, but I'll tell you this: McKinley plays. She plays three sports in high school. She's on a club travel basketball team, a national team. Yeah. She's, she's pretty much an all-American all girl. She's got a 4.6 GPA. This is a girl that thrives. and 4.6? Oh, because you guys are on this. Yeah, you guys are those people that have like the 5.0 for the A, 
Yeah, yeah, if you're in honors classes, you get extra credit down here. I, they got to make us feel special in California. <laughs> but but you know she's she's going to be 16, and she is not yet in the whole social media game. And I think that's part of the reason. You know, all of our kids were excited to have you come out and talk about how kids can thrive without getting into that addictive trap and all the dangers and junk that comes along with social media. So that's why I'm excited to have McKinley on with me today for sure. So cool. McKinley, so you're turning 16 in the next, I don't know, end of the year. You're in Southern California, obviously crushing life with all this stuff. Um, talk about being no, one of the only people at your school that is doesn't doesn't have social media and you're still able to do all this kind of stuff. Tell me about your experience. Well, at school, people find it strange that like I don't have social media. Like it's just odd, you know, yeah. it's kind of weird. And I just, it's just, you're able to live life more fully when you don't have something always bugging you. Yes. Like the notifications that pop up or just always being sucked in because when you're on social media, you can scroll nonstop. Like it doesn't end. You just keep scrolling, scrolling. And that's the point to get you sucked in. And when you just don't have that opportunity to scroll through all that stuff that is meaningless, then you can spend your time doing things that you might actually want to do. Uh, and you do a lot of stuff that you want to do. Uh, do you think that if you, I mean, people, it's just a phone, it's just Snapchat, it's just TikTok, it's just what kids do. Do you, do you feel like if you would have been given this early on at 11, 12, do you think you'd still be, would you be on this path you're on right now with three sports, 4.6? Do you think it would have affected the success you have right now at 15? Well, yes, definitely. I would think it would have impacted me because so many people are getting social media at like, a young age or phones at a young age or anything where they're on a screen. And when you just don't have that, you're able to broaden your perspective and see more in life and look around you and think to yourself, Oh, I can try this or, Oh, I can try this. Like if I was, because uh, if I was focused on social media in high school, I wouldn't have thought, oh, maybe I should try out for this sport, or maybe I could do all honors. Maybe I would have been like, eh, I don't really want to, yeah. I don't have the time. But really, you do have the time, you just aren't using it where you're supposed to. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and be honest here, uh, do you feel a lot of pressure to do all those things or are you just kind of naturally someone who wants to go out and play these sports and, uh, and do well in school? I think, I mean, I think that I'm naturally inclined to want to do something like that. Like it wasn't my parents who said, maybe you should try out for the cross or volleyball. I just was like, you know what? You seem like cool sports. I'm going to try out. And Sweet. then once you make a team and then you're on it. I, I would say Colin in the beginning, maybe like in seventh grade, when a lot of her friends were all starting to get phones, there was a lot more pressure back then. And it was like, Oh my gosh, everyone's getting this new shiny toy at yeah. the same age in school. They're all bringing it home from Christmas. They're taking it back to school. And it's like, well, when do I get, when do I get my phone? When do I get access to all these fun opportunities that these other kids have and i felt like the pressure for her was really early 
And then after after she realized like we weren't going to really cave on this, this is something we feel strongly about that she should just still be a kid for a little bit longer. Yeah. Then I think she realized like you know what I see my friends at lunch, like you come home and say, yeah, we were at lunch today, and literally I'm sitting at the lunch tables, and all seven kids are looking at a screen with their with their AirPods in, and I'm just sitting there eating my lunch. Like what? What is everyone doing? Go do something. Yeah. And so you saw you you were you uh, even in seventh grade you noticed like okay this isn't like what we're all supposed to be doing at seventh grade we're supposed to be hanging out and talking right um, yeah how do you survive though that's the that's the, probably one of the biggest uh, questions I get uh, my oldest is going to be ninth grade she's no phone no social media but she still has a great friend group and she does a lot of activities and she's happy and she's doing well in school and all those things. Uh, and parents are like, well, how do they do it? Like, they have to have the phone. They, you're going to rob them from having opportunities to do stuff, and they're going to be left out of all the parties and all the friend hangouts. Uh, how are you still able to have a good social life without having Snapchat, TikTok, et cetera? Well, I mean, social media, it's, I mean, it's a way to communicate, but like, it's not really social. Like you gotta be talking face to face for it to be like actually an experience. Like sure, you can go hang out with your friends or something like that's a good experience. That's being a kid. But when you're just looking at what other people do because they want attention, it's not really, it's not really how we're supposed to be living. That doing right. things for. So how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, how do, so wanna, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. Hey, let's do a thing. Like, yeah, so they, they can send a message to your iPod or they reach out to me or mom and say, hey, we'd love to have McKinley go somewhere. And, or at school. Or you or just school or, at, or you just talk at school. Uh, is that what a crazy notion to have conversations at school? See, that's what my daughter does too. People are like, how did she find out about friends hanging out? She well, I mean, at school, she says, "What are you guys doing this weekend? Where are we yeah. meeting? And when should I get there?" It's really not that hard. Uh, we got it's so that's so funny. Uh, so, so you're going to be 16 next year. Is that, I mean, dad, are you thinking like, I mean, I tell parents all the time, the longer you can delay, like at least, I mean, we don't give kids car keys till they're 16 for a reason. And, and a lot of it is because right. how the brain develops and, and maturity. But, uh, uh, when are you guys thinking is going to be the time to start getting a smartphone and getting uh, you know, access to this stuff? I, I don't, I don't think that we have to wait much longer. I think McKinley is really proven herself you know we trust her she she has a laptop she she's very responsible and and it's not like we're trying to prevent her from having access to stuff it's really just like protecting her and like yeah. for example in the last couple of months she's gotten really into art and she's drawing and painting and creating all kinds of cool things that i don't think she would I don't think she would have time for or have interest in if she was sitting there just scrolling the phone all afternoon or all night yeah. because she's doing cool stuff that's developing her talent. So, I mean, I see us getting her a phone for her 16th birthday. Ooh. Ooh. That just make it oh, shoot. Oh. 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 Did we There's just blow the surprise? Right? Yeah. Well, I love, but, I, but, I, I love that. The wait, I mean, 16, obviously you can tell parents, they ask me, when's the best time to get a kid a phone? I'm like, well, what's the right age? It's like, well, you got to know your kid. I mean, some parents can give their kids this stuff younger and because they're just a little bit more mature and they can tell. But I, I mean, throwing them these phones when they're 10, 11, 12, it's just, 
I can't think of a worse a worse present. You you mentioned that you said you're delaying because you wanted her to still be a kid. Uh, right. uh, and, and that's, that's really the whole point. We got to stop giving phones too early cause it's taking away childhood. So let's, let's talk now about you guys. So being able to, I mean, having a, being able to even sit in the same room together and talk to each other with a dad and an almost 16 year old girls, like a phenomenon these days for a lot of families. Right. Uh, so let, let's talk about, uh, Chad. I, I know cause I met you in person. We've talked a bunch and you have a big focus on, helping not just your own family, but the the clients that you work with. And you work with like very, very high net worth and, and captains of industry and CEOs who are very busy running multiple businesses and you run multiple businesses. Um, and, and, and we talked about there, there's a big pressure on dads to just constantly grind. You know, right. like Brene Brown said that exhaustion today in our society is almost the new sign of affluence, right? If you're not constantly grinding and working on business or crushing it away from your family, away from your kids, then you know, you're failing as a dad. Uh, so tell me yeah. your perspective on, ba- on balance and, and creating those connections with your kids while still maintaining everything you have to maintain. I believe that we waste a ton of time. And this is a topic I'm so passionate about, Colin. It's like, if you, if you think it's all about just grinding and working and you're bragging about, you know, spending 90 hours a week at the office, it's kind of like people use it as a badge of honor, how many hours they worked. Yeah. Um, I just did something a little bit revolutionary in our industry. I changed our office hours at Pacific Capital from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday for wow. everybody. So in our industry, like people grind 70, 80 hours a week and they're, they're proud of it. You know, they got their suit on and their tie button up to the top and it's like, well, everyone's got to stay till six o'clock and maybe later. Yeah. But I just, I, I presented to, to the team and all the employees and said, look, I want you guys to come in, stay off social media while you're at work as much as possible. Like come in and grind, just do your work while you're here. And guess what? You get off at three o'clock every day to go be with your family and your friends and to do what you love and still have a life. And, and to me, if you like money is just a means to an end. So, so the truly happy people are working for a purpose. And so if, if you really think about it, it doesn't do any good to stack up tons of money in your bank account and ruin relationships and miss your miss your kids sporting events and their birthday parties and the moments where you know, your family is creating memories. If dad's not there, what is the point? There is no point. And so for me, like, I love going to my kids' practices and games. I don't miss, I do not miss their games. I love driving them to practice. I don't care how far it is because those are the times where we have real conversations and we talk about, we talk about anything really. And that's why I feel like I'm really close. McKinley and I are really close and my other kids are because we spend that time together and it's not about, it's not about buying more stuff and stacking money in a bank account if you're missing out on anything that our experiences. So I've told McKinley, I'm like, you have 156 more weekends until high school is done. Wow. You did the math. So, oh, my I, gosh. I, I'm a numbers guy, so I'm always thinking about, like, how much time do we have? Wow. And that goes by quickly. And if we don't maximize it, you know, we're, we're going to miss out on so many opportunities. 
Now, McKinley, um, when you get, you know, your age, I know you got a big friend group and stuff. And, and I know if we talked more, you'd be able to tell me how many of your friends like really don't want anything to do with their parents right now. Um, what are, what, what are the most important, what, what's been the most impactful thing that your dad's been able to do to have a relationship with you where you feel like you can talk and open up and have conversations and feel like you want to stay close to him when most kids right about now, 15, 14, 15 are like going as far away from relationship with their parents as they can. Well, I think it's good to like, just when your parents are always there for you and going to your games, your practices, and when they take the time to be with you, then it really just shows the dedication as a parent. And then you want to show your dedication as being a good child and trying to find your way back to them instead of further away up in your room, cooped up doing who knows what. Yeah, yeah. And as far as when you, uh, you know, as a kid, uh, and you, uh, no matter how perfect you try and be, you're gonna mess up. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna fail at stuff. Um, how does your, how do your parents? How does your dad? How does he respond when you've uh, shared with him a struggle or something that you've goofed up on, um, in a way that you feel like you can bring it to him? A lot of parents they overreact. They freak out, right? Dad, hey, I got I just messed up on this, and then the parents scream and they freak out, and then you're basically like, "All right, well, I guess I'm not going to talk to you about this ever again." Uh, how do your parents respond to you when you have, you know, issues of imperfection and uh, or maybe mistakes, stuff like that? Well, if when I say anything that I've done wrong or like struggles, like nobody's nobody's perfect, you're going to mess up, and they just respond like, "Hey, you can." try again or do something new try to broaden your perspective and try new things and if you if you can't do it then then just try your best and that's all that matters yeah now chad uh a lot of families a lot of parents feel this pressure when they do have those that one week off a year or they do have that one half a day off because again the, this grind culture in america that's that's driving us all crazy uh, that, that everything has to be this huge thing, right? Where you're spending time with your family. It's gotta be Disneyland. It's gotta be Lake Powell. It's gotta be, you know, this really nice thing. Right. Uh, and you guys do a lot of fun stuff. You know, it's fun to watch you guys. You guys travel a lot and, uh, and go fun place with your whole family. And I, and I never see you post stuff where it's like, Hey, just me with my bros golfing all weekend or, you know, very, very family man. <laughs> Um, talk to me your thoughts yeah. about, about the, uh, you know, spending the quality time. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to take a lot of money to have these moments. Well, I, I would go back to the last three months, Colin, to just look at what has changed since we've had this whole shelter in place. Um, I feel like we basically re rewound life like 30 years where our kids are hanging out in the front yard, like riding bikes yeah. in, the, in the street, in the front yard, like come home when it gets dark. Um, let's play a board game. You know, let's, we, we haven't spent money on doing anything in the last three months and we've had a great time. Like yeah. my wife's been awesome about having the kids try new things. And so they're, they're in charge of different meals and basically choose their meal and they get to help prepare it and learn how to do it. And like it's quality time in the kitchen and the family, which normally we'd be driving around to practice and going on all sorts of yeah. events and things like that. So I feel like the last three months we've actually spent way more time together 
and we've done nothing fancy. I mean, we've done, we, we haven't done anything ex- extraordinary or, you know, yeah. exciting, but that time together of everyone just being at home and playing games and keeping life simple is really, I think, open people's eyes. At least I hope so. That's one takeaway. We've been watching a lot of old eighties movies, you know, Goonies and, and Sandlot <laughs> And my yeah. kid, my, my kids have been watching. Uh, we've been watching old Saved by the Bells. <laughs> like, go. and dude, they love it. My fourteen-year-old, she's she mentioned the day after like one or two episodes, she's like, "Oh, I want to live back then." Like, look at this. Every yeah. kid's just they go to this max place after school. Everyone's just dancing, talking, having fun. She's yeah. and I, I. She literally said, "Like, I want to go live in the eighties." I'm like, "Babe, this is the eighties right now." Like people are outside riding bikes, you know, you're, you go outside and kids are playing. And when the light, the light post turns on, dad puts those sausage fingers in his mouth and does that shriek velociraptor whistle that I can't do. It's like, you know, the, the one that if he did right now, I, I would grab my mitt and run home even instinctively, but this is, this is, it's been fantastic time. Uh, now, uh, uh, let's talk to you, uh, McKinley here. You, uh, like a lot of students and a lot of kids today are, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, extracurriculars. I mean, school enough is a lot of pressure. Have you found not having to go to all the practices, you know, the daily practices and uh, the homework and the multiple extracurriculars, have you found yourself, uh, enjoying this free time and being able to just relax and, uh, and not have to be carted away to all this different uh, sporting activity, stuff like that? Yes, I, I love it. It's really nice. It helps you slow down. And lots of my friends are saying stuff like, oh, man, this is so boring. Like, I want to go back to school. And I'm like, how is it boring? Like, if you're doing <laughs> the things that you love, it yes. shouldn't be boring. When we're in this uh, pandemic and we're all at home, it really shows you what matters in your life like what you're doing at home right now is what truly matters to you because you're doing it when everything is canceled so what you're doing at home when you're spending time with your family playing board games watching movies together it shows what you truly love yeah Chad, what is your advice for dads listening i have a lot of moms who listen i'm hoping to kind of get into the dad spectrum here uh, yeah. What is your advice for the pops and the dads out there that really want to have these close relationships with their kids? And maybe they got sucked into the the rat race and sucked into the keeping up with the Joneses. And thanks to this COVID, you know, are now having this new paradigm shift, this new kind of uh, awakening of maybe I need to change my priorities. Uh, what do they do? Like, how do they how do they create these connections and how do they fix the old ways of thinking and Uh, What would you suggest? Yeah, that's a great, great question, Colin. I think being intentional. um, One, it's interesting. I remember when I was when I was working at a big wealth management firm years ago, and they measured us on all of our all of our metrics, basically for growing our business. And And the goal was always to be in the top. They was talking about the top quartile. Like you're in the top 25 percent in the country in these different areas in the top quartile. And I remember driving home one day after a long day at work, and I thought to myself, I just had the thought that was just like, what quartile am I in as a husband and a father? Wow. Like, am I, am I putting myself in the top elite group of someone who's like really making an impact as a husband and a dad? 
And it was, it was a shift for me. I was like, you know what, I've got to, this was probably 15 years ago. I was like, I've got to start working less. We had just had a baby and I'm like, I got to figure out a way to be really productive with a, sh- with a short amount of time at work so that I can be present as I have kids and see them do all their different activities. And so my advice and thoughts for dads would be to be intentional and focus on what really matters. Like if I, if I treat my clients like royalty and I roll out the red carpet, I've got to figure out ways and I create experiences for them to where they're going to be loyal forever. I want to create those same kind of experiences in my family. And those don't have to be expensive. They don't have to be flashy. They don't have to be posted on social media, but I, I can figure out a way to say, what can I do to deepen the relationship between me and my kids or me and my wife? And, and what needs to move lower on my priority list to make that happen. So I think a lot of what dads do is they're trying to, they get a lot of their identity from their success at work. Yeah. And, and that's where we fall. That's where we fall prey to the temptation of just like, I just want more accolades and more awards. And if I work that extra Saturday, you know, yeah. it's okay if I miss a couple because I'll make up for it later. I just need to get to that next level of income or whatever that might be. But really, it's not about that. And so the more we can be intentional about our priorities, the more we know what to say no to. And if we decide what we say no to, then we really open up a lot of opportunities with our families. And, and that's where the relationships are built. You know, it's sitting at the soccer field or the basketball court. It's in the backyard. It's at a family dinner. It's all those moments that we miss if we're not being intentional. You know, you, as you talk about that, I, I, I get personal sometimes on here, but uh, I'm reminded of my childhood growing up. Uh, I remember getting to high school. My dad was a physician. He worked very long hours. I remember most weeks I would see him maybe twice a week for a little bit, and it was usually when he was exhausted, and so nothing really happened. We, you know, he, we'd play catch. You know, baseball was my thing. And I remember uh, going through school, playing varsity baseball, and uh, seeing the other dads in the stands. I mean, we had some dads that would come to the practices and just hound the coaches. And I'm like, those are the kids who get more, they get more playing time. I was like, dude, I wish my dad would just show up. So maybe I wouldn't sit the bench so much. But I, I do remember that I always had what I needed. And I always had nice stuff. Like I always had good, I always had the best cleats, I always had the best glove. You know, I, we, you know, we had jet skis, we had a boat and whatever. Um, but my dad, he didn't come to a single game. And I don't need pity. Right? I don't, we don't need to cry about this. Where's my crybaby sound? I got a crybaby sound here somewhere. I'm not, I'm not doing this to get pity. But I remember once having this moment, uh, senior year, we were in the playoffs. Like my team, we sucked. My fresh, my junior, uh, sophomore year, we were 1-13. and 13. Junior year, we were 2-12. and 12. Senior year, we, got, we took fourth in state. But I remember once... Being there at like playoffs, it was like our second to last game, and I was having a killer game. And I remember coming and, and sitting in the in the in the dugout, just being like, "I wish I I would trade in every nice glove. I would trade in my cleats. I would trade in all the nice stuff. I would rather have the crappiest gear and have my dad in the stands." And so, uh, and and I know it's hard. Like, there's a lot of pressure, and it's it's very hard to be a dad today. It's very expensive. Everything costs so much more money. You know, everything costs more, extra curriculars cost more, all this stuff costs more, trips cost more, parking at Disneyland is 25 bucks now? Like, what? Like, it's ridiculous, I think it's right? like 35 or 40, actually. It's go, it's, it's, it's gonna, and it's only going to go up. 
But I think the advice to parents is like the kids don't really care what it is, right? I mean, in McKinley, you're doing all this amazing sports and stuff, and your dad's actually there. Would it be worth it to you to have all that stuff and play in all these teams and have all the good gear if mom and dad never showed up? Would that would that would that make an, a difference in your life? If I are you saying like if I had all the fancy stuff and my parents never showed yeah, up? Yeah, I mean, how how is it is it important to you to see pops in the stands? Is it important to you to see your mom in your games? And yeah, absolutely. I think it is because just looking to the stands for like um, some tips on certain plays I did or on ways I could get better, what I did wrong with my free throws or something like that. So I look towards them in the stands. If I were to look towards them in the stands and them not be there, probably be just heart shattering yeah is there uh and what is the balance between supporting you as a parent like being at your games and and supporting you what what is the healthy balance between being there and supporting you and then being too much or too involved or or stressing you out is is there a balance and what is the balance like what what would you tell parents like, hey, you know what? This is enough. But like, when you start doing this, like, you're driving me crazy, and now I don't even want to be around you. So stop coming. What is that balance? When they're in the stands and they're telling you, "Hey, maybe you could do this." After I look at you for information, yeah. Maybe like some parents I see, they come to the practice and they're videoing the practice for further um, input to the child. And the whole practice, they're yelling, come on, run faster, pick yeah. your feet up, run faster than that, or come on, do this, do that, why are you doing this? And they're like, it's a practice, like, you're not the <laughs> coach, you know? And we already have yeah, a coach, we already have a coach. At her practice this week, she was like, dad, this mom was, she was literally yelling the whole practice, yelling at her kid to do this and do that, it was so annoying. Well, it wasn't like annoying, but like I felt bad towards the kid because yeah. you're there's the parents have their lives and the kids are supposed to have their lives. We're in two separate lives here and we're, we're able to make our own choices because we all have that thing of agency. But when adults try to make you do things that you don't want to do or try to tell you things that you don't want to hear different things like that like just too much in control like puppet on a strings yeah. like you don't get to have your own experiences you don't get to learn from your own mistakes yeah i remember uh someone told me once my wife told me this because uh, she heard it from someone we were at a soccer game maybe a year ago maybe two years ago one of my daughters and i and there was a mom we have one of those moms on the team that was yelling at her kid every single time kick it harder kick it harder kick it and just screaming at her kid and my wife's like you know what when you come to these games as a parent all you need to do is cheer that's it yeah. just cheer right it, i mean do you really hear Boy. your dad do you really hear your dad as you're like going for a power layup be like jump higher like you're not you're not gonna like you don't hear this all you hear is someone just yelling so parents, that's a, that's a, one of our yeah. final tips. Like when you're going to your kids' sports or going to their stuff, like stop yelling at them to do something or run faster. Just, just cheer. That's all they really want. Just be, be, your, be their biggest fans. That's what I think that's what it's all about. Just being their biggest fans, no matter what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and that's it. You know, yeah. that's a way to sum it up. Be their fan. What are your thoughts real quick? Because, uh, McKinley does so many different things. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on 
giving kids the ability to try out what they're good at. A lot of parents, and I, and I hear this from the kids, when they're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm so stressed out because I'm doing all this stuff and I feel like half the stuff I'm doing is because my parents want me to do it, right? right. And a lot of parents, you know, we we fall into this trap of kind of living our dreams through our kids now and then, then we can yep. share what their successes are on Facebook, which is basically sharing my success as a parent, right? Uh, so right. what, where's the healthy balance and giving your ch kids the opportunity to do a lot of things, try out things, but not making them feel overwhelmed with doing too much? I, I think that is a problem. And we feel that pressure. We're not perfect at it. Uh, overscheduling is an issue sometimes. Uh, for us, I look at it with five kids. I'm like, I don't want my kids to want to try something and not be able to because they have four siblings. So I'm like, if it makes me get off work early and drive all around town to help them do something they want to do, then I'm going to sacrifice that because, yeah. you know, if I had two kids, they could try all these cool things and now I have five and I don't want them to not get the chance to experience it. On the flip side though, you can't overschedule and force and pressure them to do everything in the world. So yeah. there, there have been times where I know the kids have said like, this is too much. You know, I, I, I can't, I don't want to go to practice or I can't make it to this. And there are times where we're like, we're talking about it. Is it too much? Do we need to chill out? Is there something we should unschedule basically get off their plate? Yeah. Uh, but my wife's also really good about that and making sure that they're trying new things. Like McKinley came to us and said, just out of the blue, she said, I want to try out for the high school lacrosse team. And I was like, I don't know how we're going to do that when your schedule is so packed already. Yeah. And she said, Mom, can I? Can we buy all the gear for the tryout stuff? And she's never paid lacrosse in her life. Like, never even picked up a stick. Well, in PE for in, eighth grade. In PE, I apologize. Oh, yeah, I yeah. apologize. Basically semi-pro by now. Yeah. Yeah. In PE, she pretty much mastered it in uh, middle school. No, but, like, uh, my wife Amber said, look, if you make the team, like, we'll buy the gear. But you got to go to tryouts and just see if you even like it. And then we're not, we're not going to spend all this money on gear if we're not even sure about it. She yeah. comes home at the end of the week and she's like, Dad, I just, and she's a freshman. She's like, Dad, I made the JV team. I'm like, what? <laughs> you made the JV team? Are you kidding me? She's like, yeah. I said, all right, well, let's let's go buy the gear. Yeah. So it's, it's cool because if you let them, if you empower the kids to try to do things on their own and to really take ownership, then I believe they, they flourish a lot better. You know, they thrive because they have that, they have that ability to basically design their own life and do a lot of things. And so we're there just to basically be coaches and cheerleaders, like you said, and guide them, yeah. protect them from a lot of the crap that's out there and temptations, but also just let them develop into who they will be. They're all different. Yeah. Now, Chad, you talk, uh, you, 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 uh, do a lot on LinkedIn, uh, in the business community and the entrepreneur community, uh, Talk about what you talk about there and what you like to share. And it's kind of similar to these messages we've been talking about today, right? Yeah, similar principles. So I'm, I'm the founder and owner of Pacific Capital, and we are a fiduciary mostly for entrepreneurs, but really we help people in their – we help people get a family game plan together for their financial life. Uh, on the investment management side, it's really for higher net worth uh, people that have a lot of complex needs, but on the financial planning side, we can help anybody. So the principles I believe are the same. It's really about helping people look to their future, design what they really want out of life, 
and then set specific goals and organize their financial life around those goals and priorities. So as a fiduciary, we're looking out for their best interests and we're trying to find ways to help help them get to that basically that greater level of fulfillment. And it's the same thing with families. It's like, how can we utilize and maximize our time? Well, how, how do we utilize and maximize their financial resources so that they get the most out of life? So one thing I, you know, we talked about this yesterday, Colin, but if I can see what you spend your money on and I can see your calendar, so if I can see your bank account and your calendar, I know what you care about. Yeah. Because I can see what you spend money on and where you spend your time. So if you tell me, you you know, like back to the other topic, if you love your family, but your calendar shows you're golfing every every weekend and you're working 80, 90 hours a week and you're not spending any time, quality time with the family, well, you don't really, you know, you might say that, but you don't yeah. really prioritize that. So really in my business and in my LinkedIn presence, I'm trying to promote that message of it's not all about the grind and it's not all about stacking money in your account it's about living a fulfilled and intentional life and using the resources you've accumulated to create a positive impact first at home with your family and then out to the broader community which is something that i admire a lot about you which is what you're doing with your message as well obviously that's why we met so i love that uh, and if people want to read about the stuff that you post, uh, how do they find it? I, I don't go on LinkedIn enough. Is it just go on LinkedIn and look up Chad Willardson? Is that how they, uh, is that? Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's where I'm at. I've got a, a weekly newsletter, uh, pacificcapital.com is where people can sign up for that. My first book is coming out September 1st. That's right. Yeah. What's, what's the title? Yeah. Do you have a title of this book yet? I do. Yeah. It's, it's in publishing right now. It's called Stress-Free Money stress-free money, overcome the seven obstacles to find financial freedom. Awesome. I love it. I want a copy. Sign one for me. Absolutely. And I'll send you a copy of, of my book, which are 14 complex reasons to fiduciary. I don't know. I haven't read one yet. <laughs> Why you should not give your kids TikTok. Uh, 13,000 reasons. Uh, it's going to be a, and yeah. Okay. That's worthwhile. Well, and one more question for McKinley. Uh, McKinley, what are you going to be when you grow up? I know you're, I know you're years away, but what's the goal? Like, we could go play for the WNBA. We're going to go play professional lacrosse. Like, uh, what, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, I want to be a pilot. Re Ooh, what pilot? Like a sea yeah. captain, a sea pilot, or a, an air pilot, or a land pilot? What, what kind of pilot? I, I have no idea. That's just the broad spectrum. Broad fly planes, though. That's where it goes. Go fly planes. Go fly planes. Good for you. That's awesome. I would like to thank my guests, the Willersons, for coming on today. Of course, we spoke to just dad and daughter, but of course, there's obviously an amazing mom back there. Shout out to mom. Thank you so much for sharing that information. That was so much fun. To follow more about what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram at Colin Karchner. Send, uh, send me an email. Any questions to heycolin at savethekids.us because it's up to us to save the kids. Make sure to sign up to hear me speak at the National Center on Sexual Exploitation here in the end of July. Go home. Give your kids an eight-second hug. We'll see you next time.